You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Final hour on this Friday. It's a Traeger Meat Friday. I think it's hamburgers out there. Yeah, Paul, is it? It's hamburgers mixed with cheese mixed with chorizo. Oh, oh. Lovely. We just took our game to another level there. All right, uh, coming up, Bob Euchre, the uh, Hall of Famer, Milwaukee Brewers broadcaster, coming back for his, I think, 50th season with the Brewers. He's going to do their home games coming up. And when you, when you think of Bob Euchre, well, he was an average baseball player. And I think he actually got traded because he was a good personality. And not a good baseball player. I think he was traded to the Cardinals because he was considered a guy who was a good clubhouse guy. And, you know, he he was below the Mendoza. It should have been the Euchre line. Like, I think he was right at the Mendoza line and even 200 for his career. So he was Mendoza before Mendoza. And... Uh, but he parlayed this into, he was on late night with uh, Johnny Carson. And he was just so funny because he made fun of himself, self-deprecating. And Carson just let him go and loved him. Then the Miller Lite commercial. He was on that. And then he was in the uh, major league movies as the announcer. I mean, he was a household name. and But he was also the Brewers broadcaster. And uh, he just, he has that great, ability to tell a story and have fun. Uh, so I thought it would be great to uh, send you into the weekend, at least thinking of some positive things, some fun things about Major League Baseball. So uh, Bob will join us coming up in a little bit. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com. We spent a lot of time on some different things, including the decision, the backstory with uh, LeBron James and the decision we're coming up on 10 years ago. Imagine that at age 25, LeBron had the power to be able to say to ESPN, I want an hour to make my decision of where I'm going to go. Now, that was the first mistake was you needed an hour to do that because Jim Gray had to ask 23 questions before he got the answer of where LeBron was going. I mean, it was poorly produced, but the power of that, and that kind of opened the door, I think, for some of these athletes to be able to go, you know, we can kind of control the story. Uh, Derek Cheater with the Players' Tribune. You, know, you just had a lot of these, but Tiger Woods controls, um, you know, his press releases. But, you know, that, that was a fascinating story at the time. And Don Van Natta, by all accounts, has done a really good job on uh, the decision. That'll be Sunday night on ESPN. Then I asked him, I, what's, what's the next thing you're working on? He goes, well, we're... Uh, Pretty deep into the Manti Teo story. <laughs> I went, oh, all right. I, I'm interested in that. Uh, so Manti Teo played at Notre Dame, and he got catfished. I never, I never knew the term catfished until Manti Teo. And he got catfished because this great story, heartwarming story. It was, you know, right out of a Hollywood movie. Got a girlfriend. She's in a car accident. She's got leukemia. She has her phone on in her hospital room. And Manti Teo has his phone on and he falls asleep. Uh, you know, they talk to each other. And uh, then we find out that he didn't have, then his girlfriend died. And this is while Notre Dame is playing for a national title with Alabama. So that will be an interesting one with uh, backstory with Don Van Natta. 
But but will they get Manti Teo to cooperate? Because the decision, LeBron James is not in the decision, and uh, Jim Gray, who hosted, is not in that uh, uh, story as well. Yeah, Paul. If you were Manti Teo and ESPN said, not only we'll do this, we'll do a 30 for 30 around it, would you participate? No. It, it's kind of in your rearview mirror now. No. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Mm, nope. Got to move on. No upside? No. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Uh, yes, Todd. What if Matt Taylor says, I don't believe ESPN. I'm not going to get catfished again. You're not really doing a documentary on me, so I'm not going to fall oh, for that and participate. Okay. All right. Well, That's not even That might happen. be a little bit of a stretch there. Uh, Bob Uecker's career average was actually uh, 1997. So we have to round up to get to 200 there. So we'll give him that. A couple of phone calls here. Phil in Indiana. Hey, Phil, what do you have for me today? Dan, it's always a pleasure. Uh, you're a first-class guy. Hey, I wanted to comment on uh, Manti Teo. The, the, I lived in South Bend at the time. The hot story there was that he found out the night of the Heisman Trophy presentation, which he came in second, and then he still, when they interviewed him during that night, even though he had found out he was catfished, he still commented on his deceased girlfriend. So I just, another, another goofy twist, but I wow. just thought I'd bring it up. All right. Well, thank you, Phil. I did not know that. It felt like, and, and maybe he's acknowledged this, Paulie, that Manti Teo continued the hoax. He, he perpetuated the hoax. In his interview, I think it was Oprah, and he did another interview, he apologized for not clearing it up when he knew, which was like late November he knew that this he's been played, and and I think that he did, he just kept it going, and but he tried to downplay it and talk less about it. Yeah, but Deadspin had the expose on this, and I I remember reading, and I had to read it again because I thought, wait, what are they saying? None of this is true. Is any of this true? He's true. I don't know if anybody else is true here. We also talked about uh, Vince Carter and his career and uh, his impact on the career, and I guess there was discussion. In the sports world yesterday, Vince Carter, not a Hall of Famer. And I went, uh, unless it's another sport we're talking about. Of course, he's basketball Hall of Famer. But uh, we were talking about best dunks. Is the dunk over Frederick Weiss the best dunk ever? I mean, it is in game. Uh, it's in the Olympics. Yeah, McLevin. But the Olympics, is that's not the same as an NBA game. It's still in-game dunk. It's, it's in the top 10. How's that? He jumped over a seven-footer. Oh, I think it's number one. Oh, you do? <laughs> I think it's tied with the cradle. The cradle dunk. The over cradle Michael. dunk by Dr. J over Cooper. I felt bad for Coop because that's when you, you know, you have good intentions. I'm, I'm going to go after this. And then all of a sudden you could see Coop just kind of duck out of the way because Doc was going to cradle. And then he, 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 oh, that was an awesome dunk. Yeah, McLevin. I'm going to take something away from the Tom Chabers dunk because you know if you ever jumped off a wall to dunk, he was using Jackson as leverage. I, I to know, get up I know, I know, but he still put his foot in Mark Jackson's sternum and then dunked on him. Uh, Brent in Texas joins us. Hi, Brent. What do you have for me today? Best dunk of all time nominee. 92 Western Conference Finals, Warrior Sonics, the one known as the Lister Blister, where Sean Kemp gets the <laughs> ball at the top of the key in Seattle, dunks over former Sonic Alton Lister, then has the double point at him before heading back down the floor. Love you guys. Love Thank the you, bud. Yeah, that was harsh. 
Sean Kemp. God, Sean Kemp had a lot of talent. He he could have been great. Great. NBA, NBA Players Association announced the COVID-19 test results, if you've been waiting for those. In tests conducted of 302 NBA players on June 23rd, 16 players have tested positive. That's that's all we know. So 16 have tested positive out of 302. So I'm not good at math. Is that 5%? Does that sound bad or I, I don't know. Yeah, I, who is testing positive is more interesting than how many test positive. You know, star players and who they've been around practicing with. Yes, McLovin. Yeah, I saw the statistician Nate Silver said that the positive test rate is usually about seven percent now. So, but so five percent is in range of what kind of what what's going on out there. All right, Jonathan in Florida. Hey, Jonathan, what do you have for me today? What up, DP? Hi, Jonathan. Hey, uh, happy Meet Friday, you and Danette. Um, yeah, I got a couple other good dunks. I I still think the Vince Carter one's the best in-game one I've seen, just because. It was on a world stage or just a setting. Um, I think that was just crazy. But uh, another good one is Scotty Pippen over uh, Patrick Ewing in the <laughs> 94 playoffs, I believe. Yeah. That's probably the most disrespect- oh. disrespectful dunk I've ever seen. Yeah. Shoves him to the floor and then tells Spike Lee to sit down. <laughs> and then another another good one, a sneaky one, is uh, Baron Davis over Andre Kirilenko in the 20, 2007 playoffs. Just because... The crowd was just going crazy after that. And and Andre Karolenko, AK-47, was supposed to be... He was a great defensive player. Thanks for the phone call, Jonathan. Uh, he was always up there in blocks. Like he, was, he was a good defender. Didn't he get the hall pass from his wife? Wasn't... I, remember <laughs> I he, like that you remember it. It's like nine years ago. I know. It's, didn't he get a one... I don't know if it was a one-time only or a yearly hall pass from his wife. Are they still married? <laughs> uh, TJ in Colorado. TJ, how are you? Hey, good morning, Dan. Good morning. First time, long time. Um, so I have one question, or two questions about the COVID-19 deal. One, how big is that asterisk going to be if LeBron tests positive the week of the finals? And two, would it be a bigger deal if Brady tested positive, assuming he made it to the Super Bowl? Oh, I can't go that deep. Come on, TJ. It's a Friday. I made it to Friday. We got to think positive. And the deeper you go into the playoffs in the NBA, the less likely I think that you're going to test positive. Anybody who wins a title, given what is going on now, you earned it. I don't care who wins baseball, you earn it. College football, you earn it. Football, NFL, you earn it. NBA, you earn it. Absolutely. Yeah, Paul. You know, I think that's coming up. That's going to be the most, one of the most surreal videos of the year. Whoever wins the NBA title, they're going to celebrate and go nuts like it's one of the biggest days of their life in front of 40 or 50 people in a half-sized gym in Orlando, Florida on Disney's campus. And I don't care what sound they put in or what, what they do to doctor it up. It's going to be, feel like when a team celebrates a summer league in the NBA times 20. Because they're all going to be going crazy. I'm, they're, I don't know if they're going to shoot confetti in the air, but you know how people celebrate the NBA Finals and the, ma- the media rushes the court yeah. and yeah. everyone's going crazy? It'll be the exact opposite of that. But you're going to get these cities celebrating. Right, but not the moment the, 
Although I don't, I don't know. I mean, you're not going to have social distancing when it comes to celebrating. It'll be in mass downtown, wherever. I, I remember being at Staples when I was at the mothership and uh, the Lakers won the title. And we went into our broadcast truck and people were pushing the broadcast truck. And uh, one of the people in there said, show your face. And like, I, it didn't register. Like, I, you know, they, they were burning a police car. And you know, so, you know, one of the people in there, I don't want to mention any names, but said, just show your face. And I, I, I stepped out of their, our, our truck, our TV truck. And they saw that it was me they, for some reason. And then I just said, hey, guys, stop. No. And, and they did. But I, we were worried that this, they were going to try to tip over the TV truck. And uh, so when, when you know, somebody says, show your face, I'm like, no. Uh, do you want me to go, da 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 <laughs> Oh, okay. My bad. Don't worry about it. Because, you know, we leave the building, get in the truck, because it's, it's getting crazy out there. And I was like, oh, boy. This isn't how I want to go. Uh, Josh in Indiana. Hi, Josh. What do you have for me today? Hey, Dan. How's it going? Uh, happy Me Friday to you guys. Well, thank you, Josh. Well, hey, I just wanted to let you know uh, a dear uh, co-worker of ours and, and uh, uh, union brother of ours is retiring today, and I just wanted to give a give a shout-out to him. Um, I'm going to check in. I don't know if it's uh, pinpoint correct, but I'm going to say six foot, 200 pounds for uh, Terry F. from uh, St. From Mitred, Indiana. Uh, he's, uh, he's retiring today and I know he helped a lot of us out. Um, I've worked with him personally for six years and I believe he's worked with us for, uh, 27 years and, uh, it means a lot, uh, for everything he's helped us out with. And I know he's, uh, he's an avid listener to you guys. And, and, uh, I think he wanted to call, I suggested for him to call in today, but he said he didn't think the chat room would let him through. So. <laughs> All right. Well, Josh, you a uh, good coworker and Terry, congratulations and uh, good luck in retirement there. Uh, Jake in Wisconsin is back. Whoa. You got a, you got a Bob Euchre story for me? Oh, dude. I've got a lot of those stories for you, but one of my favorite things while working at the stadium, he'd always call you a kid. Hey kid. Go over, help him out, do whatever he needed. But the dude, the the dude has so much pull and respect at the stadium. He drives his Corvette and parks it literally inside the stadium. He parks it all the way up <laughs> into the warehouse and walks right into the stadium. Like the dude walks around like royalty, man. Well, he's earned it. Oh, absolutely. He's got a statue outside the stadium for crying out loud. But one of the nicest guys, I'm super pumped that you got him on, and I can't wait to giggle and laugh at your interview with him, man. I appreciate it. Thank you, Jake. Great to hear from you. I saw this with uh, the bubble in Orlando. Local, state, and federal law enforcement, plus former special ops forces, will be employed to secure the bubble site and keep NBA personnel safe from any intruders. Okay. Not going to let anybody off campus and not going to let anybody in. Teams are expected to begin arriving to the Florida complex on or around July 7th. We'll uh, go to Anthony in Ohio, then we'll take a break and make way for Bob Euchre. Hey, Anthony. Hey, DP. Tough to, uh, tough to open up for Bob Euchre, but I'll do my best. <laughs> okay. um, 
first off, suck at front row, and then I had a uh, dunk for you was when Shaq was with the Lakers and he dunked on Chris Dudley so bad that Dudley whipped the ball at him. <laughs> I think he, he knocked Dudley over, right? Yeah, he did, and uh, Dudley, I mean, Shaq lifted his legs up and did the whole hang on the rim thing, and Dudley just got so embarrassed that he ended up whipping the ball at him and getting teed up. Uh, thank you, Anthony. Didn't, wasn't Chris Dudley a politician? Wasn't he a politician somewhere? He went to Yale, right? Yeah, but I, but I thought he held an office. Maybe. One of the worst free throw shooters in NBA history. <laughs> what do you expect from a Yaley? Wow. Yeah, that was Dartmouth trash talk right there. Yeah, man, you're, you're crushing him. Yeah, I, th- I think I think Chris Dudley. Yeah, Todd. Yeah, he's listed as a retired basketball player and politician. Oh, all right. I don't know what. Do you have to be in office to be a politician? Can you call yourself a politician if you're between gigs? What if you run for office but don't win? Are you a politician? I th- well, this says that he ran for governor of Oregon. But did he get elected? No. Won the primary though. It looks like. Yeah. But okay, what constitutes being a politician? If you get drafted in the NBA and the team doesn't sign you, can you say you're a professional basketball player? That's what I'm saying. You got to get a check, right? At one check. You got to get one check. You got to get something that says to the like the governor of Oregon, sworn in. Yeah, even if you're ousted from office, not nothing. Not that it would be Chris Dudley, but if he was, mm. he would have been governor at some point. Chris Dudley. <laughs> he was like a 41 percent free throw shooter, I think. Yeah, yeah, McLeod. He's the nicest. I don't know if you ever remember. He's the nicest guy in sports. I can't believe he was a politician. Yeah, Chris Dudley. He had a, he had a good run. Who would have thought we'd talked about Chris Dudley today? Would right? you rather be a journeyman <laughs> NBA center or governor of Oregon? I'd rather be a journeyman center. No, governor of Oregon. No, I don't want to be a governor. You definitely oh. had him on your fantasy teams. I could tell. By no, no, the... no. I did not have Chris Dudley on my fantasy team. Like he was a rebounding guy. I remember. Yeah, that. and but he would kill you in every other category. Yeah, Paul. Dan, we're huge in Oregon. I think you could run and probably win if you chose to. What a great state to be a governor. You travel I, I, all no, around. No, it's 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 a thankless job. Oh. Yes, he. Yeah, you don't want any part of that. Oh God! <laughs> In the right state, you no, do like Montana. No, sure. no, I don't. I don't know. I I can't. Not good. What about like Senate? <laughs> no, no. I mean, some of the jobs sound easy. <laughs> you know, it and, sounds like you're just cashing checks all yeah, the time for some of these gigs. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to be a politician. It's like somebody asked me if I wanted to open a sports bar, and I go, why? <laughs> Wait, yeah, can't wait to get sued. <laughs> like, right? Doesn't when you put your name on a bar, doesn't it scream? Oh, now I know who to sue. And this guy said, You should open up a sports bar. And I go, Why? So I can go in and talk sports? He goes, Yeah. And I go, I do it every day. You can host your own trivia night. Yeah. Uh, hi. <laughs> Welcome to Dan Patrick's. I'm Dan Patrick. We got Wednesday trivia for you. God, I can't wait to talk sports with drunk guys. Come on in! Ten-cent wing night. Yeah, come, come on, on in. in. Come on in. All right, let me take a break. Bob Euchre set to join us coming up. Uh, I think the burgers are ready to come off the Traeger grill, I think. But we got to wait 20 minutes. After Euchre, then we can have the, uh, the burgers. All right, we'll take a break. Back after this on the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. 
More phone calls coming up. Bob Euchre has called the fourth most games on radio in baseball history. He's uh, trailing the retired Vin Scully. Vin did it 67 years. Uh, another Dodger icon, uh, Jamie Jaron, uh, 62 years and running. Uh, or I should say Jaime Jaron. Uh, Kansas City's uh, Denny Matthews, 52 years and counting. And Bob is uh, ready for his 50th year calling uh, Brewers games. And uh, Bob Euchre, Mr. Baseball, joining us on the program. Hi, Bob. How are you? Daniel, son, how you doing? I'm doing okay. Good. No pressure on you other than I wanted to have some fun with baseball, and there hasn't been anything fun with baseball as of late. So how are you doing? How's your well, morale? I'm, I'm, I'm doing okay. I'm, I'm glad we're going back to work, and um, it'll be my 65th year overall in baseball, you know, as a player, if you want to say that. <laughs> and, and, of course, calling the games here in Milwaukee, I worked a couple of – I worked a couple of seasons with the Braves with Milo Hamilton and Ernie Johnson uh, before Bud brought me back to uh, Bud Selig brought me back to Milwaukee. But other than that, I'm hanging around and I'm waiting to go back to work. I just saw where your official batting average in your career was one ninety nine seven. I, I, you know, that I couldn't. A lot of my sponsors would be upset. If it dropped below 200, um, because at that time it tied me with another sports grade averaging 200 or better for a 10-year period, and that was Hall of Fame bowler Don Carter. So, so I, I don't want to blow that off. But but were you the Mendoza line before the Mendoza line, Bob? Well, yeah, but she's got a job in baseball now. Um, <laughs> I think she works for the Mets, doesn't she? <laughs> uh, that, that's, a, that's a different Mendoza. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, I, I, and I, tell me if this is right. Did you get traded? Did your baseball career get extended because you were a good clubhouse guy? Uh, yeah, I mean, laundry's got to be done, man. You know that. <laughs> There's, I mean, for a couple of extra bucks a month, I was making, I was making below the minimum. You know that. Um, and and selling other players' equipment got me a couple of bucks, doing laundry. There's a lot of things that you can do without playing. I actually thought it was an infringement when they asked me to play a game. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I thought you got traded to the Cardinals because you were going to back up McCarver and you might have had a better arm, but they liked your personality. Is that well, true? and, and um, I think arm-wise, I had one on each side, which was important <laughs> at that time. Um, but... Um, yeah, to, to back up Timmy, who's remained a great friend. And, um, yeah, of course, you know, we win a World Series that year when I got traded to St. Louis. And I'm not, I'm not going to say anything. They didn't win one before. <laughs> <laughs> when I got there, they won. So, uh, something had to be working right. When you, uh, when you first went on, on Carson, first time you were on there, were you still playing baseball? Uh, no, I was I was uh, done, and as a matter of fact, the first show I did with Johnny was in New York. They hadn't moved to the West Coast yet. I think it was in 1970, maybe 69 or 70. How'd you end up on the show? I, I had been friends with a, a great trumpeter, one of the legendary trumpeters of all time, Al Hurt. And uh, I did a couple of jobs with him. Uh, I was traveling. Alex Karras was a guy that I worked with. He was there because he was a great player and I was a I was the wind up speaker 
But um, I did a couple of jobs with Al Hurt, and he told me he was going to get me on The Tonight Show. And I said, oh, yeah, sure. Well, I got a call from The Tonight Show about two weeks later, and I went to New York. I had a I had an audition with um, a talent guy, and he I went in his office, and he said, "What do you do?" I said, "Nothing." I'm. <laughs> he said, "Well, let me see some of your stuff, or let me hear what you're going to talk about." So I did a couple of things. He told me, "We'll call you back." Two weeks later, they called me back to New York, and I did the show with Johnny. And I remember the one thing that was funny about it, Dan, was at the end of the show when you know he's saying good night and everything. Uh, I heard Johnny say to Ed after we we said goodnight, "Did that guy really play baseball?" <laughs> Ed, said I, Ed said, "I think so." <laughs> so, but I went back two weeks later and did another one, and then I went. No, I was, got to be kind of a pretty regular, you know, with with Johnny. Um, we had a great relationship, and I did. With, I still do with Doc Severinsen and. You know, a lot of the guys in the band, I, I would go over and do a Tonight Show when we were playing in Anaheim, when the Brewers were playing in Anaheim. I would go over and do a Tonight Show and then come back. I'd get back maybe in the third inning, um, and some of the band guys would come up and sit in the booth at the ballpark. So it was, I, I had a great time with the Tonight Shows all the time. How did that change your life? Um, well, it raised my salary by $220 a month. <laughs> Uh, that was the big thing. Plus, um, I, I had a pension, you know, the Screen Actors Guild, so I wasn't worried about baseball anymore. Um, but I did, you know, I stuck around baseball six years, I guess. Um, had, a, had a great time doing it, made great, you know, really great friendships, including yourself uh, and your crew there. But um, all of those... You know, if I ever had a good year, it would have really screwed me up later. I, I couldn't. Have, there were a couple of times I got off to good starts. I had to go in the tank. <laughs> well, yeah, nobody. There's nothing funny about getting off to a good start. You know, no. like batting two twenty five is not funny, but one ninety seven. That's yeah. funny. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, sitting in the other team's dugout was <laughs> not always all that pleasant, but it was. I was still at the game. Um, um, wearing a road uniform at home. And Carson introduced you one time. When you think of great baseball players, a lot of names come to mind. Bob Euchre is not one of them. Right. And, and, and he called you Mr. Baseball. Yeah, and that kind of stuck around. He, uh, he, I have, there was a, I have a great picture at home here of him, Elston Howard, and uh, Roger Maris in New York, and, and Mickey. Um, all with Johnny, and he he's got a he's got a Yankee uniform on, um, and it it looks awful on him. The way he's wearing it, the socks are you know down on the ground, and but he's with them, and he had a glove on. I think he tried to throw batting practice to those guys at Yankee Stadium. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, he he uh, he he was a great guy to to work with, Dan, and I, like I said before. I, I always had a great time with him. He, he treated me. I never got bumped off the show. You know, I always stayed on, and somebody else got bumped. Um, but we had, a, we had a good relationship. Matter of fact, I went out to um, the University of Nebraska. He, he, built a, uh, he built a studio and a, a really nice building out there for, you know, people who want to get involved in movies, television, whatever it may be. And I went out there as part of the opening with that. Uh, with our with our owner Mark Atanasio, as a matter of fact, 
and had a great time. They did a lot of shows, you know, old Tonight shows that uh, Johnny, I, I could, I could break his chops, man. I, I could make him laugh. I just saw one on. I just somebody just sent me one of me and it was a picture of me and Bob Gibson holding hands. I love that picture. <laughs> so that's that's the team picture. So Gibson was in on the joke, the team picture with the Hall of Fame picture. You're you're holding hands with Bob Gibson, who seemed like a very serious guy. He was he was really good. He was a great friend. As the guy was getting ready to shoot the shoot the photo, I just reached over and grabbed his hand, and we both started smiling. <laughs> <laughs> it was really good. I love it. We're talking to Bob Euchre, uh, his 50th year with uh, the Brewers. And and people should know, like, you did have some legitimate moments there. Uh, you homered off Sandy Koufax. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's real. At Dodger Stadium, right? Yeah, but, I, you know, every time I see him, I apologize. <laughs> I, I always thought that was going to keep him out of the Hall of Fame. I was really worried about that. Is that why Sandy doesn't do interviews? Is because he gave up the home run to you? Um. That's part of it. Uh, that's part of it. Yeah. Um, I, I I don't know why I hit him fairly well. I I really don't. Um, maybe it was I don't know. Probably five thirty instead of eight o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> well, you didn't want those shadows if if Koufax was on the mound. That'd be trouble. Did you did you have to audition for uh, the role of Harry Doyle in Major League? No, you know, I was doing a game in uh, Chicago against the White Sox with the Brewers, and uh, and uh, a security guy came in and he said, there's two guys outside want to talk to you. So when I got off for my innings off, I went out in the hallway at Old Comiskey Park, and uh, Chris Chesser and uh, David Ward were there, and they had this script for the movie and asked me if I would consider doing it. So I said, I'll look at it which I was going to do it anyway, whether it was good or bad. Um, but I looked at it and read it, and they told me, you know, you, you do whatever you want. You, you do the script, do your stuff, do whatever you want. And I did, and I had a good time. You know, I met a lot of good people, and the movie did good, and um, Major League Two, Major, Major League Three was on airplanes the day after we finished. <laughs> it was terrible. Yeah. Did you know at the time when you did the first major league that it was going to be good? Uh, you know, it had some really funny stuff in it. And watching, I met I met Charlie Sheen the first night. The Brewers came back from a road trip, and they had already set up County Stadium for the movie. And um, David asked me if I'd go in and say hello to Charlie Sheen. He wanted to say hello, so I went in his trailer and uh, talked to him for a while, and then. When I watched him throw, I mean, he threw pretty good. He yeah. really did. Yeah. And um, watching Tom Berenger work behind the plate, and Steve Yeager deserved a lot of credit for that, too, because he really worked with, with Tom. But, you know, the, the, the script was kind of funny. Um, I didn't use any big-time curse words. I was kind of uh, shocked when I heard the first one. But uh, other than that... You know, they kind of let me do what I wanted. Um, I I did their stuff, um, and then they they made the picks. Yeah, uh, there's the, great stuff in there. But just just a bit outside was a natural man. I mean, you know, we're, <laughs> I'm doing a radio game. You're you're looking at a movie, but you know, when you're on radio, Dan, you can do anything you want. Nobody can see it. <laughs> were you ever a a beer uh, guy on the air like Harry Carey was? 
Uh, no, not really. I was into um, Jack Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> the team was, it depended on how bad the team was that year, what you were drinking? Oh, the team was at the airport a lot of times. I was still doing the game. I, I <laughs> but I remember listening to Joe Nuxall. And Joe Nuxall, you know, it, it, uh, God rest his soul, he would always say the old left-hander rounding third heading for home. Yep. He spilled his beer on his scorecard one night when I was listening to him and Marty Brenman. And it was just so funny because we don't we're listening on the radio and Joe spills it. He's not de- <laughs> he's not describing what he just did. And you just hear him go, like he's mad. And, he, and it's, you know, Marty Brenneman's trying to call the game. And then they eventually got around to, you know, Joe had spilled his beer on his scorecard there. And- oh, they were they were they were a great team, Dan. I, I you know what his name for me was Blatsy. Remember, remember Blatt's, Blatt's beer? beer? That's what he drank. <laughs> oh, God. my dad drank Blatt's. Yeah, I, I called him Blatt. I never called him Joe. I called him Blatt's his whole life. Yeah. He's a great friend, too, man. What a guy. They were a great team. Great team. I'm going to miss Marty this year. Yeah, Hall of Famer. Yeah. Uh, on a serious note, uh, you know, this, uh, this virus here, Bob. Yep. Um, how, concerned, uh, how concerned are you? Well, I am. I'm, I, you know, I feel bad, Dan, for all the people that got furloughed. I don't care if it's baseball or anything else. Um, people that I've worked around here at the ballpark for a, for a lot of years and, and got furloughed. And I, I, you know, I got furloughed when I was in the Army. Um, that, was, that was about it for me. And I, I was on our side, too. I want that out. <laughs> uh, but... But it's 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 sad when I when I see what's happening. We're going back to work on a very limited basis. Um, my partner Jeff Levering and Lane Grindle will be totally separated. We'll all be separated by a big piece of plexiglass in the booth. And you know what our booth looks like in Milwaukee. So uh, and the engineer uh, will be separated from us. Um, it's I have to go in a whole. There's a whole different set of rules to do this stuff. You know, you got to be tested every other day, I guess. Matter of fact, I'm going to get tested tonight. Um, uh, my wife and I and, and um, our, our trainer, Roger Kaplinger, is going to do that. Um, but, you know, I get, I get a second look a lot of times because I, I go into a store once in a while and I'm, I'm wearing my catcher's mask. <laughs> I don't know if that's approved by the uh, CDC there. Well, it's, it, it saves the pain from a punch because there's, there's a lot of people still living that saw me play. So I, I got uh, do you think you would have done steroids if they were around? Um, I, I, maybe, I don't think so. I don't think so. Suppositories, maybe. <laughs> not, not, uh, no, not steroids. No. Does your wife, do, do, do people get straight answers out of you? <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> okay. That's what I figured. A parole officer does. <laughs> You've never been arrested. <laughs> oh, yes, I have. Really? Yeah, I got two hits in a game. And... <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it would be great to have you back, and uh, thanks for uh, just putting a smile on some people's faces today, you kids. Great to talk right, to you as pal, always. I appreciate it. Hello to all your gang there, and thanks to you. Thank you, buddy. That's uh, Bob Euchre, Mr. Baseball there.
I love that he homered off Sandy Koufax and he apologized to him. <laughs> uh, I mean, he's 86 years of age. Still got his fastball there. That's good. But it was a big deal when he was... You can, you can Google this, Bob Euchre, on The Tonight Show. And it's a U-E-C-K-E-R, in case you're having problems spelling that. But uh, just, he goes out there. And Johnny Carson was a, you know, you look at Letterman and uh, all these other guys. Leno, Carson was a big deal. And to be on, on uh, the biggest TV show in America, and he went out and killed. He slayed. All right, we'll take a break. Last call for phone calls, what we learn, what's in store tomorrow. And if you're watching on YouTube.com, by the way, Marvin, who answers our phones, among the other things he does, made his uh, YouTube debut. He gave his stat of the day. Roaring success in yeah. the chat room. Yeah, well, it's either rooting for him or Mario. And Chat Row, of course, hates Mario. But uh, Marvin, uh, Marvin made his debut. So he, uh, he had a stat of the day email that he brought to your attention. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, wait till you see what we're taking off the Traeger. That's coming up next. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live every day at YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show. These are long weeks. These are difficult weeks. There are stories that need to be talked about, uh, uncomfortable conversations, but we appreciate your loyalty. Now, I don't, I don't mind if you're mad uh, as long as you're listening or you're watching. So uh, uh, hopefully we get sports back and we talk sports. Uh, but, you know, this intersection that we've had in the last couple of weeks with, you know, serious stories and sports, those are stories that uh, we have to cover and, Hopefully um, you understand that sports uh, just starting to come back. And uh, now you need to take your uh, grilling to a new level. Traeger grill Traeger did it again today. These burgers that we have are great. You guys can't eat on the air. No, you can't. I'm sorry, but I'm disobeying you today. This, remember, remember pre, you know, previous management at at and which is why we left the company yeah. <laughs> this because they said you can't eat on the air. That was the tipping me. point. And I said, that's it. We're leaving. Thank you, Seton. That burger is great. I'll stay professional. TraegerGrills.com slash DP show. This day in sports history, Paulie. I I just have one, but it's pretty good. Wilbur Snap. He was a uh, uh, organ player, like the PA announcer Uh, organ player. uh, Yeah. At a baseball game. Uh, There was a bad call by an umpire named Keith O'Connor. Wilbur Snap played three three blind blind mice mice. in 1985. And the umpire ejected Wilbur Snap from the, the booth. Somehow. That's awesome. Anything else? Um, Abner Doubleday was born in 1819. Mm. Overrated. Oh, Oh, Muhammad Ali in 79 at 37 years old announced he was retiring as world heavyweight boxing champion. Yes, Todd. Uh, Mike Vick is 40 today and uh, Captain Clutch Derek Jeter 46 today. Oh, jeez. Same month, same day. (laughs) (laughs) Are you sure... Are you sure? Yes. You, <laughs> no, I, I checked a few different remember, places you, on that. Remember, your Monday. How you started Monday is uh, Sandler 30 years ago. Yeah. Monday. The exact day. And then I got the, the, I got the jersey thing. Then wrong. you got Shaq's jersey wrong. Yeah, see. You know what I love so much about that Adam Sandler thing is that 
Even Adam knew that Todd had it wrong, and he still did it anyway. It was just like, well, I'm just going to ask him first. Like, hey, buddy, but uh, I think you got that info wrong. There was, and, like, he still chose to do the interview and then drop that. That's there what, was nothing in our communication when I when I reached out to him saying, I don't think that's exactly 30 years that day. Bob in Wisconsin. Hi, Bob. What do you have for me? Hey, Dan. Hey, Danettes. First hey, time, long time, 5'7", solid 150, considering I'll be 60 in August. Hey, I'm Dan. I'm a Viking fan living in Wisconsin, still hanging on to the Bud Grant and Purple People Eater days. But more importantly, I'm talk, calling to talk to you about your show last Friday with the NFL doc. I'm a thoracic surgeon. Uh, we do everything in the thorax or the chest, heart, yeah. lungs, esophagus. But we're most commonly known as heart surgeons. As to the discussion, who's more important, cardiac surgeons or neurosurgeons? It's close, but my good friend John, who is our chief neurosurgeon, likes to peek his head in my room as I'm sewing on the heart and announce, hey, remember, Bob, you're not a brain surgeon. (laughs) Thank you, Doc. I appreciate that. Yeah, we were ranking, like, if you go into a cocktail party and you're like, uh, uh, there's Bob over there, heart surgeon. Oh, Tommy, here, neurosurgeon. Yes, he. That paints a pretty funny picture, though, <laughs> that doctors are talking trash mid surgery, yeah, yeah, poking poke his head in while I'm sewing up the heart. Yeah. Hey, remember, you're not a brain surgeon. <laughs> Todd, what did I learn on today's program? Uh, you feel Deflategate was overcovered, the Astros cheating scandal a bit undercovered. Whether you're working for home or working on your fitness, you want to hear music and the wireless earbuds from Raycon are the way to go. 15% off your Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash Patrick. That's buyraycon.com slash Patrick. Thanks for the support. We appreciate the friendship. Do it again on Monday. Have a great weekend. Safe weekend. Talk to you then.